our hearts to him. Let's let him work in our hearts here tonight. Come on, Brother Rouse. I love it. Appreciate you. Let's give a good Bendale welcome to Brother Rouse here tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, would you give it all to the Lord right now? Come on, would you give it all to the Lord right now? God, I thank you, Jesus. God, I glorify you, Jesus. Anybody thankful to be in his presence? I said, anybody thankful to be in the presence of the Lord? presence of the king of kings hallelujah 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 what an awesome god he is what a mighty god he is come on there is nobody like him there is none that compares to him he has no equals he has no rivals but he is god almighty he is the beginning and he is the ending i want to let somebody know here tonight he's all in between come on he's right in the middle of what you're facing right in the middle of what you're going through oh come on me serve good God. We serve a mighty God. We serve a glorious Savior. What a wonderful God we serve. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. Amen. No place I'd rather be than to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. He saved me, sanctified me. Amen. Set me free. Amen. I've never been the same since that wonderful day. Amen. That he touched my life. He delivered me, called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. How many is thankful for that day that he called out into your darkness and called you up closer to him? Amen. Out of the frustration of the darkness and into his wonderful light. Amen. It is a glorious light. It is a wonderful light. Amen. What a glorious God we serve. You can be seated for a few moments. Amen. I do want to do want to just say, man, I am excited about what God is doing. Amen. I'm excited about the way he's moving. I'm excited about the way he's working. Amen. You know, God knows how to operate. God knows how to move in our lives. Amen. You know, there's some things that are too delicate uh, for man to deal with and for man to fool with. Amen. But if we'll just let God, God will take care of it. Amen. I don't know how many times we've had to pray, amen, on a personal uh, level and say, God, I can't fix this. There's nothing I can do about it. If I say something, it'll be the wrong thing. If I don't say something, that'll be the wrong thing. Lord, I don't know what to do other than to just put it in your hands and let you take care of it. Amen. And you know that God shows himself faithful time and time and time and time again over and over and over and over again. I want to tell you, we serve a God that is undefeated. We serve a God that Isaiah said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. I want to let somebody know here in the house of the Lord tonight that we can have that moment in our life where we are in the house of the Lord and all of a sudden we are surrounded by his power and we are surrounded by his glory and, and then we truly see his greatness and who he is and, and how it is that he's moving and working and we'll, we could be like Isaiah and have a have a woe is me moment where we say Lord I'm filthy and I'm unclean but then God can move and work in our lives and get us to a place where we would say here I am Lord send me Lord use me God work in my life work in my home, work in my family. I don't know about you tonight, but I'm thankful for a God that His power and His glory, it doesn't, it's not just here, but it fills the house. 
and not, not only does it touch us, but it's able to feel us um, and penetrate us down to those deepest places in our lives. Um, he's able to work on our hearts and our minds and our spirits um, in a way that only He can, in a way that only He will. Amen, amen. What a glorious God we serve. Amen. If you have your Bibles, amen, Genesis chapter 45, amen, beginning with verse number Number five, Genesis chapter 45, verse number five. Amen. When you find it, you can see, amen. Amen. Genesis 45, verse number five. Amen. How many is thankful for what the Lord did around here last night? Amen. How many knows that there's still greater things yet to come? Anybody believe that with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 45, verse number five. says, now, therefore, be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that ye sold me hither. Amen. This is Joseph speaking to his brothers. And he said, For God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years hath the famine been in the land, and yet there are five years in the which there shall neither be earring nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you that sent me hither, but God. And he hath made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Amen. Joseph is finally faced with his brothers before him after all the things that he went through. And in their eyes, they felt like they were the ones that sent Joseph down to Egypt. But Joseph said, I want to let you know, maybe one time I may have thought that, but now I know that it was God that sent me here. I mean, if you would, lay your Bibles down. Let's lift our hands together all across the house of the Lord. One more time, Lord Jesus. God, I come before you right now. God, I pray that you would take these feeble lips of clay, God. Lord, I pray that you'd empty me and myself, my own ideas, my own opinions, Lord. God, and fill me with your holy anointing. Put your words in my mouth. God, I admit my dependence upon you, God. Use me as an instrument, as a tool in your hand, God, so that you would receive all of the glory and all the honor, God. Let your anointing destroy every yoke of bondage. Let it break every chain and loose every fetter, God. Lord, I pray that you'd bind up the brokenhearted and set every captive soul free. God, uh, there is nothing too hard for you and nothing that you cannot accomplish in this house tonight, God. Uh, Lord, I pray that you administer to somebody's mind tonight, God, somebody that's in the middle of the fight, in the middle of the struggle, God, and I pray, God, that you bring them peace uh, and relief right where they are, God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Uh, anoint our ears to hear, God, uh, and if any good thing would happen in this house tonight, Lord, let it be said uh, that it was because of your anointing. Let's clap our hands together one more time. Uh, I wonder what somebody called on the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, if you believe he's not through working in this house tonight, would you call on his name? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God, we exalt your wonderful name, that mighty name, for you alone are our Savior in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I'm going to talk to you about what the Lord has laid on my heart. Amen. You can't cut out the in-between. Amen. You can't cut out the in-between. Amen. We was uh, working uh, at the church. Amen. This has been uh, probably close to a year ago now, I guess. And uh, we were hanging sheetrock in the drum room. 
at the church and we hung up the, the top piece and the bottom piece. And in between those two pieces, uh, there was about a five or six inch gap there and uh, that had to be cut out and that space, that gap had to be filled in. And I walked out of the drum room and my uh, nephew Joel is down on the floor. He's got a tool bag around his waist. He's got a chalk line in his hand. He's got a measuring tape laying there by him. And when I'm walking by, man, red chalk is flying everywhere. And he's, he's down there and he's working. I said, I said man, what, what you doing, Joel? And he said, well, I'm cutting out the in-between. And immediately the Lord began to lay on my heart and begin to deal with me about uh, there's some things in life that we can possibly do, but when it comes for living for God, when it comes to living for Him, we cannot cut out uh, the in-between. Here in our passage that we read tonight, we find uh, that Joseph is a young man that has God-given dreams. Uh, uh, these were not just his own thoughts or his own ideas, uh, but these dreams were divine. These dreams were given to him uh, by God Himself. Even his father. Had, had to look on him and acknowledge that the hand of God was on uh, this young man's life. He listened to the dreams uh, and although he kind of had to scold him uh, once or twice uh, about his father and mother bowing down to him still uh, he kept those things and understood that there was something special uh, about this young man. Uh, his dreams let him know that one day that his brothers uh, and his father and even his mother would bow down before him one day. Uh, God was letting this young man know I have something great uh, laid up for you. I have something wonderful uh, laid up for you. One day you will stand in a position of power uh, and in a position of authority. Uh, I, but can I tell you, uh, life sometimes does not always go uh, exactly how we think it's going to go. Uh, and these dreams that Joseph had uh, and the favor that his father showed him uh, caused his brothers to despise him, uh, caused his brothers to hate him and cause them to envy him in their heart and their jealousy for him caused them to want to do things to him that ought not to be. They decided in their heart as they saw him coming one day as his father sent him down to check on them and they devised a plan and said we'll take him and we'll throw him in a pit and before long they decide once they have stripped the coat off of him once they have stripped him of his dignity, they have thrown him in the pit and the Ishmaelites are coming their way and they decide to make a profit off of Joseph and they pull him up out of the pit and there they sell him into slavery. And I tell you tonight that Joseph saw none of this in his dreams. He did not see his brothers turning against him in his dreams. He did not see the agony of the loneliness that he spent at the bottom of that pit. He did not dream about the huge letdown he felt to be drug out of the pit only to be sold into slavery. He did not dream about any of this. Yet nonetheless, he is experiencing it in his life. And here, can I tell you that a lot of times life goes against the grain. And goes in the opposite direction of what we think it's going to go. And a lot of times we wonder, what is going on? This isn't 
what God has for me. Uh, that there's something great that God has for me. Why am I feeling the shame and the loneliness that I'm feeling? Why am I feeling forgotten? Why am I feeling like nobody cares and nobody knows where I'm at in my life and in my mind? Joseph eventually finds himself as a slave in the house of Potiphar. But in Genesis 39 and verse 3, it says that his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Can I tell you that just because you're not seeing uh, what everything that God has for you and everything uh, that God has promised you, uh, that does not mean that God has forgotten uh, and that God has forsaken you. Uh, can I tell you that when Potiphar looked at him, uh, Potiphar could see that the hand of God uh, was upon his life. Uh, and can I tell you that no matter how you might be feeling right now, uh, God's hand can be seen uh, upon your life. Uh, no matter what what you feel in your mind can I tell you that God is with you even in your place of bondage even in your place of wondering this is not anything like I saw in my dream but can I tell you God is with you no matter where you are God was with him in the pit and God was with him in Potiphar's house God had not left him and God had not forsaken him he was in the process. He was in the middle of the work that God was doing in his life. And can I tell you, it is the process that makes us what God wants us to be. There in Potiphar's house, he finds himself faced with temptation. Yet, he remains faithful to God. He's lied on. And wrongfully accused, thrown into prison. But yet, he still holds on to God. It did not matter what Potiphar's wife said about him. For he knew and God knew that he was holding on to the commandments and on to the things of God. It did not matter that he was falsely accused but what matters is that he held on to his dignity and he held on to his integrity and said hey I know I might not be seeing everything that I know I'm supposed to be seeing but I'm not giving up on God right now. I'm not giving up on the promises that he has made me. I'm not giving up on my God given dreams and I want to tell somebody tonight hey don't give up just because you're in the middle of the fire don't give up just because you're wondering how long is it going to take to see what God is doing in my life how long is it going to be before I know that his plan is fulfilled in me Genesis 39 and 21 says, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Even in the prison, God was with him. Can I tell you, although he may not have seen this prison in his God-given dream, God was with him. 
God was right where he was. And can I tell you that your location does not change who God is. Your location does not diminish the power of God. But it sure works to take the things out of us. To prepare us for God to use us for his glory. Can I tell you it doesn't matter if you're in the valley. Or if you're on the mountaintop. If you're in the pit or in the prison. God is still God. And he is still a deliverer. And he is still a keeper of his word. And there is not one thing that he is not able to do to fulfill his plan in your life. God told Moses when he was raising up a deliverer to go go into Egypt and bring Israel out. He said, you tell him I am hath sent me. And that simply means that he is unchanging. Can I tell you that he is still the I am when I am in the pit. He is still the I am when I am in the house of Potiphar. He is still the I am when I am in the prison. And he will still be the I am when I'm in the palace. My location does not change who he is. But he's still God Almighty. He's still a keeper of his word. He's still a good God. He's still able to do anything in my heart and in my mind he is still God he is the God that never changes Hebrew says he's the same yesterday today and forever he changeth not we serve a God he's not blown about by every wind of change that comes around but he is sure and he is steadfast and he is faithful so no matter where you are it does not change who he is and if he gave you a word maybe you can hold on to it and no I might not see it right now but God's working something in me something's being birthed in me something's being born on the inside of my spirit and I'm not going to give up until God does it in my life. And there in the prison God uses him to interpret dreams. I want to stop just for a moment and tell somebody tonight in the house of the Lord. There are times in our lives when we don't really feel God and we don't really feel like God can use us in the condition that we're in and in the place that we find ourselves at mentally and we wonder if God could ever use us but can I tell you that even in the prison God had a work for uh, for Joseph to do God had a work for him to accomplish and can I tell you it doesn't matter how low you might be feeling God is still able to use you to speak into somebody else's life God is still able to use you to let somebody else know hey this dream that God has given you it's not of man but it's of God can I let somebody know tonight that we serve a God that even while we feel like we're bound up he can speak a word to you even when you feel like you might be defeated come on he can speak a word of victory over your life he can drop some encouragement in your spirit and let you know hey I might be bound up right now but God's still God I'm still going to serve him I'm still
still going to worship him and I'm still going to let him use me for his glory. Nothing's going to change that. Nothing's going to take that from me. He's still my God. And the butler, after Joseph interprets his dream, it lays out and falls out exactly the way Joseph said it was. And the butler said, and he asked the butler, remember me. Don't forget about me when you get out of prison. But for two years, Joseph is forgotten in the prison. For two years, the butler never thinks another thought about Joseph. Here, Joseph finds himself in the prison. He finds himself with a little glimmer of hope, thinking maybe the butler will speak something good about me. Maybe it won't be too many days before they come to take me out of here because the butler's going to tell somebody about how good I've been and about the good that I've been doing that I really don't deserve to be where I am. That I really don't deserve what I'm facing right now in my life. Can I let you know in the house of the Lord tonight? Can I tell you maybe it's been a year or two years. Maybe it's been a decade. But can I tell you God has not forgotten your name and he has not forgotten who you are but he's getting ready to reveal you at the time that he has appointed come on God's got great plans and God's got great deliverance and God's got great victory but God's got his perfect timing and there is nothing that can stop God from doing what he has spoken over your life In Job chapter 23, in verse 8, Job says, Behold, I go forward, but he is not there. Backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand, that I cannot see him. Job said, No matter what direction I go, I can't see him in my life. I look to the left. He's working over there somewhere. But I can't, I can't find him. I go to the right. I know he's there. But I can't see him. But verse 10, Job says, But he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Job said, it doesn't matter if I feel like I can't find him. One thing I know is that he knows exactly where I am. And when he has tried me, I will come out like gold. Can I let somebody know tonight that we serve a God? You can look forward. You can look backward. You can look right. And you can look left. And you might feel like, where is God? But there ought to be something that rises up on the inside of you that says, I might not see him. I might not feel him. But he knows 
knows exactly where I am. And when he's through trying me, I'm going to come out like gold. I want to let you know, once you come out of that fire, and once you come out of that flame, there's going to be something pure about your spirit. There's going to be something holy about your attitude. There's going to be something righteous about you. And it's not self-righteous, but it's the righteousness of God that has purified your spirit and purified your soul. Refining with flame is one of the oldest methods of refining metals. Mentioned even in the Bible. Refining by fire is the preferable method for larger quantities of gold. In ancient times, this form of refining involved a craftsman sitting next to a hot fire with molten gold in a crucible, being stirred and skimmed to remove the impurities or dross that rose to the top of the molten metal. With flames reaching temperatures in excess of 1,000 degrees Celsius or 1,832 degrees Fahrenheit. This job was definitely a dangerous occupation for the gold refiner. The tradition remains largely untouched today with the exception of a few advancements in safety and precision. Can I tell somebody here tonight in the house of the Lord that it is the heat that purifies us. That it is the fire that takes out those things in us that ought not to be there. So when I'm standing in the midst of the flame, when I'm standing in the midst of the fire, Lord, let my prayer be God. Take anything out of me that's not like you. Can I talk to some of you that's just making your way to God or just making your way back to God? Don't be afraid of the fire. And don't be afraid of the flame. But say, God, if there's anything in me that's not like you, God, take it out and make me look more like you. I want to be called a Christian. I don't want it to just be a catchphrase or a name that everybody uses. But I want to be like you. I want to walk like you. I want to talk like you. I want it to be running through my veins. I want it to be my passion. I want it to be my desire. Lord, make me in your image. 24 carats. As gold is measured in carats. 24 carats is the, the, the purest form of gold that you can have. But most things that are made from gold, jewelry, watches and such, they break it down and they put some, some other type of metal in it. And the, and the reason why is because gold in its purest form is malleable, which means that it's soft and it's pliable and it's easily influenced. God help me, Jesus. That's why they have to take in, uh, maybe 18 parts gold uh, and 6 parts something else uh, so it'll be sturdy and it'll hold up. Uh, oh, but God said, I don't want you to have anything else in you. Uh, I don't want you to have any of the world in you. Uh, but I want you to be like pure gold uh, so that I can hold you in the palm of my hand uh, and I can mold you uh, and shape you into what I want you to be. Uh, I come to let somebody know uh, hey, you can't cut out the process. Uh, 
You can't cut out the in-between. But God, he has your future in mind. And he's taking you somewhere. He's taking you to something great. But don't give up in the fire. Don't give up in the flame. Just keep holding on and say, God, make me what you want me to be. Would you lift your hands with me right now all across the house of the Lord? In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh God, I want to be like pure gold in the palm of your hand. As those impurities show up in my life, as the pressure's on, and maybe I respond in anger, Lord, and it comes up to the surface, Lord, scrape that off of there. Or maybe when I look around at somebody else and I'm in the heat of the fire and that jealousy boils up a little bit and it surfaces, God, take something and scrape that out of my life, God. Oh, when I look at somebody else and say, why can't I have what they have and why can't I do what they do and that covetousness, it boils up to the top, Lord. Take something and scrape it out of my life because I don't want anything in me that's not like you, God. I don't want anything in me is going to keep me from being used for your glory. That's why, that's why when you're in the heat of life and the pressure of life, that's why Satan does everything that he can to stop you. And to cause you to break and to cause you to quit. Because he doesn't want to see the end result of your life. He doesn't want to see that pureness in you. Where God is able to make you and finish making you into what he wants you to be. Can I tell you where the anointing of God is born? It's birthed on the inside of a man or a woman. That's walking through the fire. That's walking through the flame. But yet they keep their hands lifted. And they keep their hands raised. Sure there might be moments where they drop their hands for a little while. But it won't be long till they get them back up in the air because they realize God he is with me even in the pit even in bondage even in prison come on he's taking me somewhere I'm on a journey I may have left from point A but God's taking me somewhere and I will not give up in the in between I will not give up oh come on can I tell you you might try to cut all of it out but you'll never be what God wants you to be There are no shortcuts in living for God. And if you were able, and you could cut it out, all you would be was powerless and full of things that were not pleasing to God. In Zechariah 13 and 9, the Lord speaking says, And I will bring the third part through the fire. And will refine them as silver is refined. And I will try them as gold is tried. Well, and I love this part of the verse right here. He says, they shall call on my name. And I will hear them. I will say, it is my people. 
and they shall say, the Lord is my God. What are you trying to say, preacher? What I'm trying to say is the fire will forever change your relationship with the Lord. Once you go through the fire, you'll look at God and you'll say, hey, he is my God. And God will look at you and say, hey, that is my people. That is my son. That is my daughter. I want to let you know you might be going through the fire, but don't give up in the in-between because once you come out of the fire, your relationship with God will be stronger than it's ever been before. It'll be more dynamic and more powerful than it's ever been before. Why? Because that fire changes you. That fire makes you what God wants you to be. It takes out that pride. It takes out that unbelief. It takes out those things that are not pleasing to Him. Oh, that's why John the Baptist said in Matthew 3 and 11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Can I tell you, when you get filled with the Holy Ghost and fire, you'll never be the same again. Once that fire starts burning in you, it'll forever change you. It'll forever make you grateful for the goodness and the power and the glory of God. Come on, it goes beyond repentance. It goes deeper than all of that. But you got to let the Holy Ghost flow. You got to let the fire burn on the inside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My wife would make her way to the music. Hallelujah. There's some that would love to cut out. All that bad stuff, all that hard stuff. But I want to tell you, you cannot. You cannot be what God wants you to be and cut out the in-between. Can I tell you, oh, you're not forgotten. You're not forsaken. Your time in the palace is coming. Your time to stand with power and authority and dominion is coming. Your time in the fire has not killed your God-given dreams, but it's preparing you for what God has called you to do. It's preparing you for their fulfillment. It's preparing you for God's Word to be brought to pass in your life. Oh, come on. I want to encourage somebody. Keep holding on and keep being faithful to the house of God. Keep letting your adversary know, hey, I know I'm in the fire, but I feel a lot like the three Hebrew boys felt. I feel something in here. I feel something moving in amongst this thing right now. Come on, can I tell you, the power of God is with you. Come on, it's not going to kill you. It's not going to destroy you, but it's going to make people look at you and say, hey, God's hand is on their life. You lift your hands on me right now, Lord, across the house of the Lord.
God has stirred you in your sleep. God has placed burdens upon your heart and upon your mind. And God has showed you things that were going to happen. And you've kept those things to yourself because you've been afraid of what others would say and what others would think. But God said, I have carried you through the fire. And I've carried you through the flame. My hand is upon you. I have never left you. Not for a moment. Be strong. And have good courage. God said this anointing that's being birthed in you is going to cause the demons to quake fear at the power that God is unleashing in your life. God said he's given you peace in your mind, peace in your spirit right now to wash every doubt, every imagination that will try to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that you would be loosed in your spirit, loosed in your mind right now. You are a vessel of God. Called and chosen for a purpose. Right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I wonder, would you clap your hands with me right now all across the house of the Lord? Oh God! Oh God! When Joseph was in the pit, he, he probably didn't feel like, man, this is great. Oh, this is exactly the road God's using to get me where he wants me to be. I doubt that ever crossed his mind. And when he was in Potiphar's house, I doubt he ever said, I'm just one step closer to greatness. I'm on my way. And I doubt when he was in the prison. He said, oh, just another step to where I'm going. I'm headed for greatness. But even in the middle of all that, somehow he was able to hold on to his faith and say, hey, it doesn't matter what's going on in me. He's still my God. He's still my God. I wonder, but somebody throw your hands up right now and say that he's still my God. Come on, can somebody say that from the bottom of your heart? You're still my Savior. You're still my healer. Come on, the song say tonight if he never does anything else. You're still my God. You've already done enough for me, God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, and one day Joseph is called out of the prison. 
He has no idea what's about to happen in his life. But the hand of God is still on him and the hand of God is still moving in him. And he interprets Pharaoh's dreams and now he finds himself with a ring of power and authority on his hand. He finds himself with some clean clothes on his back and a position of power and authority. He finds himself standing oh, as advisor to the king. He finds himself now right where God had wanted him to be. Right where God desired him. And one day his brothers come. He looks at them. He says, I know you meant this for evil. I know you weren't trying to hurry my, my God-given dreams along. You were trying to kill me. But God took every turn that you took against me and God turned it in my favor. And God turned it in your favor as well. Because God sent me before you. God sent me. I may have been being drugged behind the Ishmaelite caravan, but God was sending me before you. done some time as a slave in Potiphar's house but God sent me before you because he had a work for me to do and can I tell you tonight that the glory that's going to be revealed in your life is worth every ounce of hell that you have to fight it's worth every prison that you have to go through it's worth every pit that you have to be thrown into why? because when the glory of God is revealed in your life it's going to be more real and more amazing than anything you could have ever imagined it's going to be just like God has said it's going to be. I can let the devil know tonight. You think you got me where you want me. But God has his hand on my life. You think you got me bound up. But God's purifying me. God's cleansing me. God's cleansing First Peter 1 and 7 says that the trial of your faith being much more precious and of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found in the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Why, why the fire? Why the pain? Because one day, one day, one day, when he splits, splits those eastern skies, come on, he's going to look at me and he's going to find me ready. He's going to find me beautiful. He's going to find me, oh, amazing. As he looks on me and says, look at what I brought out of the fire. Look what I purified in the flame. Look at the power that was upon his life. And can I tell you here, it doesn't matter if you're a singer, a musician, a Sunday school teacher, a 
or maybe you're just a prayer warrior or maybe you're just a pillar in the church or maybe you just give faithfully with your tithes and offering or maybe maybe there's something more that you do but can I tell you whatever it is God's got you here for a reason and for a purpose and it does not matter how hot the flame gets he's still your God he's still your deliverer he's still your savior and he's working in your life I wonder would you find somebody would you take them by the hand put your arm around hallelujah come on all across this house come on all across this house hallelujah 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 I don't really like it in the flame. It's not real comfortable. Oh, but can I tell you, it keeps you moving. It keeps you active. It keeps you working. It keeps you pressing forward. It keeps you moving because you're knowing that one day, hey, I'm going to come out of this thing and God is going to use me for His glory. But while I'm in the fire, if He's got a dream for me to interpret, I'll interpret. While I'm in the fire, if He wants me to call my brother and tell him an encouraging word, that's what I'm going to do. While I'm in the fire, if He wants me to clean, that's what I'm going to do. And doesn't matter God I'm a willing vessel I'm a willing servant I'm a work in progress don't let me go don't take your hand off my life oh God keep working on me make me like pure gold make me like pure gold <laughs> <laughs> come on there's some young people I'm going to tell you what I want to do right now I'm opening this, this altar for young people I don't know what your ages are but if you consider a young person in this church I want you to come down to this altar hallelujah come on 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 hallelujah I know this ain't a youth rally, this ain't a youth service, but this is the church. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, I'm going to preach to you, young ladies. I want to preach to you, young men. I want to tell you, come on, you got you got to fall in love with the church. You got to fall in love with truth. You got to fall in love with God more than you're in love with anything else. Come on, you might go through some things. You might walk through some tough places, but never forget, God's got His hand on my life, and one day God's going to reveal His power and His glory in me like never before. Come on, I want to let you know, God wants to use each and every one of you. God wants to use you for His glory. 
Come on, I've come to let the devil know tonight you can't have our young ladies. I've come to let the devil know tonight you can't have our young men. Come on. But they're going to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They're going to be washed in the blood. They're going to be covered by the mighty power and by the mighty hand of Jesus. And once you come out of the fire, you're going to know God is my God. It's real in me. This isn't a fairy tale. This isn't somebody else's religion. But this is a relationship that God has granted to me. Pastor, I've been feeling such a burden for these young people. I've been feeling such a burden for these young ladies and these young men. I don't want our young men to fall through the gaps and fall through the cracks. I don't want our young ladies to fall through the gaps and fall through the cracks. I, I, I don't want them to come to church and just just kind of sit in their little chairs and, and, and just kind of go through the motions and think, well, mom and daddy's supposed to worship and Pastor Moore, he, he's supposed to get excited. You know, he's the pastor. And Brother Ford, he's supposed to get excited and lead service. And he's supposed to do all that. And those singers, yeah, they're supposed to do that. That's what they do. But can I tell you, God is looking for young ladies and God is looking for young men. God is looking for young people that'll make up their minds. I will serve the Lord. I will love him. I will cling to him. I know my teenage years. I know my young adult years. They might be full of turmoil and full of chaos trying to decide what I'm going to be and what I'm going to do. But don't miss God and don't let go of God and don't fall in love with the world but fall in love with the things of God. Fall in love with your pastor. Fall in love with your church and say nothing's going to take me out. God's got his hand on your life. God wants to use you for his power and his glory. There's a lot of enticing things, a lot of things that look good. But there's nothing that tastes as good as God. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Okay, God's got his hand on your life. Don't let the world try to deceive you and tell you, hey, well, this is fun out there. Hey, you say, God, put your hand on me. Fill me up with the Holy Ghost. Use me as a vessel. Come on, I, I, I don't know about you, but can I tell you what God's looking for? God's looking for some earthen vessels. Say, hey, I might not be perfect. Brother Matt, I might have some scars on my vessel. I might have some battle wounds on me. I may have been some places that I regret I've ever been. But you know what, God? He's brought me out of that. And now I want Him to pour that oil on the inside of me. I'm not so broken that I can't hold the oil. I'm not so scarred that I can't be filled with the Holy Ghost. Can I let you know tonight? Hey, God got His hand on you. God's got His hand on you. God's got a plan. And God's going to accomplish everything that He said He's going to do. Hallelujah. I tell you what I want. I want I want some I want some young married couples to come up around these these young people. Young and the men over here, the ladies over there, that's fine. Hallelujah. 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 If we're not careful, we'll lose them in the fire.
we're not careful, we'll lose them in the in-between. Because it's not all Sunday night shouting and dancing. It's not all Sunday morning, just good church and all time good midweek service and a good prayer. I mean, it's not always that. But there's a world out there that's fighting for their hearts. Uh, it's fighting for their attention. Uh, it's fighting for their devotion. Uh, and the Word of God plainly lets us know you can't serve two masters. Uh, so you can try to do it for a while, but sooner or later one's going to win out. You're going to love the one and hate the other. Uh, you're going to cling to the one and shove the other one away. Uh, you can't stand on the fence. Uh, oh, but come on right now in the house tonight. Uh, come on, if you're a young man or young lady uh, and you really have a desire to live for God, uh, come on, we're going to break past the veil of our flesh. Uh, we're going to break past the veil of our own understanding. Come on, if you really want to pray, that's what I want you to do. I don't want you to just be up here because I asked you to come up here. But I'm we're looking for somebody tonight that's going to make up their mind and say, God, I'm going to stand for you. I'm going to get a hold of this thing. And even though I might go through the fire, I'm going to hold on to it until I come out like gold. Until you take everything out of me that's not like you. Until there's nothing on my cell phone that's going to sit in my soul to hell until there's nothing I'm dabbling in that's going to cause me to be lost until there's no lust and there's nothing in me that's going to take me from you God let's begin to pray let's lift our voices together I want everybody to come in. I want everybody to come in. I want, I want, you, to, I want you to pray for a burden for one of these young people and then I want you to go to them. Pray for a burden for some of these young people and then go to them and lay your hands on them and pray for them. Come on. Lay your hands on them and let them know God's got their hand on their lives. Come on. Hallelujah. Let them know I'm not going to let the devil have you. Let them know I'm not going to. If the devil gets you, he's going to have to step over my prayers. If the devil gets you, he's going to have to step over my, my burden for you. Oh, God, have your way. Oh, God. Come on, mamas, pray for your baby. Come on, daddy. Pray for your sons and your daughters. Oh, God, have your way. Come on, get a burden, church. Come on, God's got his hand on these young people. God's got his hand on their lives. We're not going to let Pharaoh take them. We're not going to let the world have them. Oh, but they got a plan. They got a purpose in you.
rise up out of the ashes. Rise up out of your past failures. Come on, that's not who you are. That's not, that's not where you belong. Come on, walk into the fullness of his truth. Walk into the fullness of the glory of God. Oh, God, use it. somebody's mind and somebody's spirit come on in the name of Jesus I'm going to get a burden I'm going to get a burden oh God oh God I don't want to just be oh I could have been oh but I want to be somebody that holds on and then comes out shining like gold oh they can be used for your glory knowing that all 
all the pain that I went through brought me to this moment. Knowing that every heartache I faced brought me to this moment where I can be used for your glory. And your anointing can flow fresh in my life. And your anointing can touch somebody else's mind. Present your body as a living sacrifice unto the Lord right now. Be a living sacrifice. 
I don't believe Joseph ever allowed the dungeons, the pits, to ever rob him of the dreams that God had gave to him. And because of that, God was with him in all those episodes in his life. The Bible's clear to us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He's our creator. He loves us with everlasting love. He's the great shepherd that gave his life. He's the one that can leave the 90 and 9 and go and search and find the one. He knows where to leave the 99. And how to keep them in a safe place. He knows how to climb the mountains and goes through the valleys. You've got to remember something. He's done walked through every temptation that you're going to face. Through every battle that you're going to experience. He's already been there. But he didn't fail. And because of that, he can secure comfort or help us on this journey of life. If we'd all be honest tonight, how many of you would really want to trade places with our teenagers tonight and face the world that they're facing? How many of us would really want to trade places with our grandbabies and the world they're going to face and the times they're going to face? Not really. But we have an obligation. It shouldn't be just tonight, and I know it's not, but to pray on a daily basis for our children. Amen. That God would put a hedge around them. That God would guide them. That in all the trials and temptations and battles that they're going to face on a regular basis. Paul wrote to the Corinth church and said, it's God. God's the one that puts the will in you and the ability to do it. Amen. It's God. When we recognize it's a God thing. It's not by my talents. It's not by my skills. It's not what my last name is. It doesn't matter what color my skin is. It doesn't matter what gender I am. It's all wrapped up in God. He's the potter and I'm the clay. And this potter, amen, can take the clay from any place to the place he wants to and mold it and shape it and make it whoever he desire for his glory and that's the key that's the key that's the key because it's all about him anyway it's all about his glory and it's all about his beauty of holiness it's all about his righteousness as he allows it to manifest through us and there's nothing more beautiful than when young people sells them out to him and lets it flow to a whole throughout an all of a lifetime serving God serving God so much further advanced in the work of God in prayer and living for God serving God having experiences of God amen my prayer for you youth is don't waste your days the precious you think you think you struggle for time now let me give you about 15 years and I'll ask you again whenever you got a job you got a family and you got children you just thought you didn't have no time you got some of the most precious time you've got now to get in a prayer closet you got some of the most precious time you've ever had to get in an isolated place in that word of God 
and get to know this God. Know him by the letter and by the spirit. Knowing by a power and a source, I'm telling you that nothing and nobody can take it from you. And you can turn your world upside down. That's not all. This God can protect you, keep you from some battles, keep you from some temptations. Pray that he enter not into temptation. I'm telling you, this God can do it. If you fall in love with him, if you'll call on him, if you'll cry out to him, he'll show up and he'll do it. Amen. Amen. Don't let social media be the one that tries to fashion and shape you. I'd get off of it. I'm just telling you, I'd get off of it. I wouldn't listen to it. I wouldn't give it my time. I don't want to know everybody else's trash. I got enough of my own trash. I don't need everybody else's. I'm just telling you like it is. I wouldn't. I wouldn't fool with it. Well, I know. I know we're constantly being pushed. I'm going to push right here to get on it. <laughs> but I still ain't found where it's worth sometimes. If I was hungry enough, I'd dig in that garbage can. But until that time comes, I'm not going to dig it out of a garbage can. <laughs> God keeps blessing me. I'm going to keep going by the Burger Kings and the McDonald's. And, <laughs> and I'm going to go by the drive-thru and I'm going to go in the door. You don't have to eat out of the trash cans and you don't have to take their trash. You make up in your mind, I'm going to the house of God. I'm going to go to prayer. I'm going to get in the Bible, amen. I'm going to to build a fellowship relationship with God. I'm going to be a miracle worker. I'm going to be a preacher of the gospel. I'm going to be a testimony of God's goodness and grace and power. I can get drunk, amen, but I don't need your alcohol. I can get as high as I want to in God without your drugs. telling you, God's got something a lot better than that world's got out there. I'm telling you right now. Amen. God can bless you. God can inspire and quicken your mind. Amen. You become an A student. Yes, he can. Oh, yeah. This God can do it. So, parents, grandparents, let's bear the burden with them. Let's pray for them. Let's intercede for them. Let's cry out for them. It hit me again just a few services ago, and, and I appreciate what Brother Rouse said about that burden, amen, because it just really got a hold of me the other night again. I was praying for some of these young men, the road they got to walk, places they got to go, and what they're going to have to face. They need a good, strong church, a good, strong place to come and worship God and feel the hand of the love of God to help them along this journey. Amen. Love you tonight. Thank you again, Brother Rouse, Sister Rouse. What a beautiful job. They're doing this local assembly. Helping us along this journey. Helping us along this pathway. Appreciate them so much. Appreciate you this Monday night to come and worship God with us and to reach out and get a hold of the King and let him work in our lives. You're thankful that God's working in your life tonight. My, my, my. He's working our families. He's working our lives. Guess what? He's working, he's working against our enemy. Amen. He's working. Let's let him work. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you. I'm just going to let you be dismissed in the fear of the Lord. God bless you tonight.